0: Hey guys, uh, welcome back to the Small Town Artist Podcast. If you guys have been on for a while, you probably heard the last few episodes, which have been kind of entertaining, I have to say. Uh, the last one I actually just posted a few days ago was uh, with my friend, longtime friend, best friend, uh, Rafael Gomez. We had a great conversation uh, and a funny one at that, I think, at some points. And, uh, and I like conversations like that. Those are good. Um, I wanted to do another recording. I'm actually on my way back driving a six-hour drive uh, from uh, Houston, Texas to San Angelo. It's one I do every other weekend. Um, I go see my son. He lives in the woodlands. So I come back and see him and I do that over a weekend. Yeah, So I have a lot of time on my hands to think and uh, contemplate. I wanted to give a shout-out to a good friend of mine, Benton Washington. He's an active listener. Shout-out to you, Benton. Appreciate you uh, staying a dedicated listener, you and the other three people. I don't know how many people are listening. Uh, but uh, thanks for listening. Um, if you guys ever have any questions, feel free to hit me up. Um, you can find me on my Instagram at Alejandro Fine Art. Or you can hit up my website, Alejandro Castañón. Dot com or, and I shouldn't do this, but it doesn't matter because my phone number is on my website. You can hit me up, send me a text, 325 area code. Uh, hold on, I got a truck that's slowing down. uh 325 340 9472 is my phone number so you could just text me there and if you got a question just hit me up I'd love to answer any questions you guys have but the people that are listening already have my phone number so I guess that doesn't matter um I was on the often on these uh drives back from Houston I'm usually either listening to music the 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 uh the part of the trip that's between Houston and Austin is, uh, really great because it's like great signal out there. Like I get great signal and so I can listen to podcasts, listen to music on my Amazon music, but after I leave Austin, it's, uh, crickets guys, I get nothing. So I, I either, I either sit here quietly, record a podcast, or hopefully I got some music on my phone that's already been downloaded. I can listen to that. But it's usually a lot of just like sitting down and thinking. So I thought this would be a great time. I was actually listening to a podcast that I've been on for a little bit now um, that I'd like to recommend to you guys, uh, whether you guys are artists or non-artists, doesn't matter. Um, It's called Boomtown. It was really cool. I just kind of, I think I saw, oh, I know where I saw it. I saw it in a magazine for like Texas highways or something. And it was called Boomtown, and I think I saw it like back in November or December. It was around Christmas time when I saw it in the magazine. As so I thought, oh, that's kind of an interesting podcast. So I check it out, and it's all about West Texas. So for those of you guys that are not from West Texas, it's kind of interesting. Uh, but for those of you that are from West Texas or live in West Texas but not from here, wow, what an interesting podcast that is! Uh, talks all about um, really about the oil industry and how it's impacted uh the area culturally economically uh environmentally so it's a great podcast to listen to i just finished the last episode and I had some thoughts about it not directly about the well a little bit about the oil industry but on a bigger scope on the macro level um i want to pose a thought to you guys that are thinking about uh entrepreneurship or what it is you want to get into and why you know um i think that you have to have a really strong sense you don't have to i shouldn't say you have to i think that if you want to stick with something that you feel passionate about you first of all have to believe in it like without a doubt you know and uh unequivocally passionately and and just completely focused on this idea that you believe in uh that way you don't give up so easily and you've got to you got to find something also that I think they always say that you should you should definitely find something that's going to solve a problem for the you know for a lot of people maybe something that's going to impact a group of people or the environment or you know maybe your city or whatever it is um, and that's going to make a positive impact because a positive impact usually lasts longer right like if you want to get into um, like if you want to be a photographer, but you think that paparazzi being a paparazzi is probably the best way to go to make money, it's not going to be fulfilling. And trust me, it's not going to last very long. So, um, I'm thinking, I'm th- I'm talking more about things that positively impact people, um, or things or, are you know, um, animals, I don't know, whatever you're into that positively impacts and you kind of have to dig deep to kind of figure that out. And I think that's an interesting question to pose artists cuz I thought to myself okay so let's say that you are an artist right and you can't help but be an artist you're I think artists are born to be honest with you um, uh, and I think a lot of us a lot of us are artists we're just a different we're all different types of artists but if you are and you've chosen that career for yourself or you've chosen to go down that path and follow it the big question that I ask myself is what problem does my art solve for people like I guess that's a confusing question because it's perplexing cuz uh, does art really solve anybody's problem? Yet I can't imagine not having art. You know, whether it's music or performance art or whatever. But what problem does it solve? Does it make sense? Like what does it do for you? What does it, does it solve this particular type of problem? Like, will you, you won't die if you don't have it, right? Or it won't necessarily make your life vastly different if you didn't have art, would it? Or would it? Maybe. I don't know. I think that requires some thinking. And so when I think about my own art, I, I, I'm starting to think more in a deeper Literal sense, although I've always had this—I wouldn't say always—but for a while now I've had this, this kind of idea of my art because it's colorful, it, it, it brings some level of joy to people, maybe peace or energy, and I've, and that's kind of holistic, right? I mean, that's not necessarily tangible, um, although the painting is, but the experience isn't, and so uh, so it's more of a feeling, and I guess all art is about emotion. And so it solves an emotional problem, I suppose. But now I'm thinking about, well, what if I could tie it to something else? What if I could tie it to something a little bit more tangible? So if art, and I'm just kind of, I'm I'm solving this problem as I talk, uh, or trying to anyway. uh, So follow along with me here. If art in all its forms solves an emotional problem, whether that emotion is um, like, okay, so like you go through a breakup. And uh, you read a book. Literature is an art form, right? Writing is an art form. Uh, You read a book that helps you solve a problem. Or you listen to a song that explains love to you or your experience so you can better understand it, solves your emotional problem. Or maybe if you are a visual person, uh, you look at a painting and you say, wow, okay, I understand the feeling of loss now or I kind of have a better context of it through this painting so if so if that's a if that's if that's a way that art solves a problem emotionally right i've given some couple examples then uh and that's how you experience it in a i guess in one perspective uh if you're not creating it right because there's two parts of how you experience art it's creation of art and the uh and the uh whatever visual or audio interpretation of art that you actually experience like as a non-creator right but if you were to throw another a layer of art on there like for instance here's my thought um we for most most painters okay we most of us paint on canvas some of us paint on panel wood whatever but canvas is a is a pretty broad, uh, or used universally used, um, media, right? To, to express ourselves as canvas. But now I'm thinking, okay, but what are the environmental impacts of canvas? We live right now in a time where there are probably more artists now living and creating than there have ever been in human history. So if we take that and we compare that to maybe 500 years ago, 600 years ago, you know, during the Renaissance and you've got just a handful of, I would say a handful, but, you know, not many artists are creating and, you know, they're using materials like canvas, which is cloth and wood and, you know, oils and stuff like that, brushes. The environmental impact really isn't very large. I mean, it's non-existent basically at that level. We fast forward to now. And not only do you have canvases that are being used by artists to paint on, you're now seeing different types of canvases that are used to be printed on and shipped to hotels, offices... Hospitals and they're all ordered in large quantities. I mean, now they're selling at retail as prints. And so I'm thinking of my what is my what is what am I what is my footprint in terms of my carbon footprint with art? What does that look like? You know, and how could I how could I contribute or lessen the impact of you know how I create and how I choose to either add to that footprint or or reduce it and so that's kind of an idea i think that's another layer that you could add to your art in terms of a tangible problem you solve um but there's so many different ways you could do that i don't necessarily think it has to be on on the level that i'm talking about in terms of consumption right because another thing is that a lot of art is doesn't ever get thrown away so it's not like a lot of it gets recycled. Um, although I think there are some instances where art that's very cheap, you know, like Walmart art, uh, does get thrown away. Um, but in in you know uh, I, I, on the uh, what do you call it the uh, the the primary market where artists are selling straight to customers uh you're, you're those people that buy that art are not gonna be throwing that away. So there's there's not really a whole lot of reuse when it comes to art. So you can't necessarily recycle you can recycle your own art. You know what I'm saying? Like if you if there's a painting you don't like, you paint over it, you recycle it. Like I never throw away canvases that have been painted on. I just paint over them and do something else. Does that make sense? So I think in that sense a lot of artists are trying to do their part. I'm assuming a lot of them do that. Um but you know you can always think of other ways that you're going to be able to impact um, and and solve problems in a different way if you think in kind of those terms in terms of the use of art and and how people go about uh, consuming it. So I guess that translates differently depending on what how your what your own uh, artistic abilities are. Whether you're a singer, writer, you know, painter, sculptor, you know, all those things. So, um, and the reason I bring that up is because during that podcast I was listening to, it was interesting how it brought up a lot of the, uh, really like very, uh, scary, uh, environmental impact, the impacts there are of the oil and gas industry. And so, but it also brought up a very interesting, um, conversation talking about one of these, um, uh, individuals that invented fracking George Mitchell and how he thought about the environment and you know that was a very interesting uh, uh, episode if you guys get a chance to listen to it and you get to that episode it's toward the end of the the, the series um, like like episode 9 or 10 they talk about him and it's a very conflicting type of episode because you, you you get a sense that this guy is very very smart and but was kind of I think he was impacted a lot of by by um poverty and so I think he got through he chose a path of of uh career for himself that would make money because of the fear of of poverty but yet he was still very concerned about the environment interesting episode I think that ties back to the last episode that we I just posted here with Raphael about fear and how that plays a factor in some of our decision making and what we decide to do with our lives um but uh so yeah, I think that's that, that's why I kind of bring that up is because there are some scary things going on with the world at the moment, and we're all just trying to figure out how we can survive and and do the things that we you know we want to do. And, and oh shit, that guy should not have tried to pass everybody on that. Wow, some guy tried to pass like nine of us at once, and there was a car coming. So I I, I never do that on these two lane you know little country roads, you know, it's too dangerous. Anyway, uh, nor should I be trying to record a podcast. (laughs) I'm not distracted. It's different than when you're talking on the phone and you're driving, right? I'm not talking to anybody I'm just talking. It's as if I'm talking to myself so I can still drive. That's not a problem. Or it's like singing in the car. You know what I'm saying? So it's fine. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so I was talking about that last, last, last episode about fear. And I think, uh, there's a lot of, contemplating what we all have to do about fear and, and meaning and, and what we decide to do with our art and or whether or whether we're just creating to sustain our our lives or whether we're creating to change others people other people's lives I think that's interesting. Are you creating to sustain your own life for your own purpose or are you creating with the hopes of impacting somebody else's? And if that, if you're doing it for the uh, latter, then how are you doing that? And how are you communicating that to others? You know, how are you making that obvious to others that you're wanting to help them solve a problem? Does that make sense? I think that's an important distinction we have to make as artists. As once over, whenever we start learning our craft and start getting really good at it, we start have to kind of think about well we doing it just for us or ourselves or are we trying to change something or solve a problem for somebody else and if so what is that and how are you communicating that to others because if you don't I think here's an important uh, result of, of choosing either one if you do it for yourself meaning to sustain your life meaning to I just want to do it so I can make enough side money to do this then are you really standing out from everybody else meaning everybody else is doing it for the same reason you get what i'm saying like is there is it is it a bit shallow meaning is there nothing on the is there or just on the surface is just i'm just designing and painting these things and that's it there's no deeper meaning and sometimes there doesn't need to be i mean i guess it just depends what you're doing but Um, I think if you want to find a deeper meaning in the art to kind of uh, traverse your entire life, I think you've got to find uh, a, a deeper purpose in the way it impacts other people. I mean, think of your favorite artists, whether they're musicians, writers, or even painters. You know, I think if you were to kind of pick some of those out, you would find that a lot of them found deeper meaning in what they were doing and how they were able to communicate that and and I think that's important because it'll change the way you consume art and it'll change the way you make it and I think it will make a big impact on how you how you generate more business for yourself because you know typically we we tend to gravitate to um to people that sell you know or make certain things um we tend to gravitate to more to them because they have uh, a little bit deeper purpose and they're able to communicate that that to us and we we find we find uh value in that and we enjoy it more you know um even if it's temporarily you know um I, i don't know how many guys are beyonce fans um But, uh, I've been a Beyonce fan since Destiny's Child came out, you know, back in 96, 97. Uh, I was like high school. And, uh, and I remember when they came out, they did a lot of pop songs, but none of them were very deep. You get what I'm saying? Like none of them, a lot of them were about partying, about being young and all this other stuff. But when Beyonce put out the, uh, Lemonade album, oh my God, like every track, and you know it's because of what she went through and you know we found a lot of reality in that and i think a lot of people enjoyed that album because of that and it, it was a, I think it would have could have won that grammy if adele hadn't won but you know i think she was willing to share it with beyonce because that was such an incredible album uh and i think that's a great example of um sometimes that deeper meaning here's a thought sometimes that deeper meaning that you can find to connect with others or to solve other people's problems. Sometimes that comes from like publicly solving your own problem. Right? Like think about maybe a situation you went through recently. Maybe you, um, you know, uh, maybe you broke up with somebody, maybe you lost you know, a pet or, you know, maybe you got fired or whatever. And you're trying to deal with that, you know, and, and a lot of us deal with it privately. I think that we've been taught to deal with it privately when we really shouldn't be. I think we should be dealing with it publicly, but not with the intent of, of, of finding, um, uh, what do you call it? Like pity, like you don't want people's pity. That's not the goal of doing it publicly. It's the goal of hoping that maybe by, by you solving it publicly, publicly, you can reach other people that are going through it at the same time and help them feel like they're not alone. And if you can do that with your art, the way that Beyonce did with her uh, album and the songs that she put in it, oh my God, could you imagine how many people were going through that same exact situation, Listen to her album and were like, oh my God, this is perfect. This is exactly what I feel. And it makes sense to me and I don't feel alone. And I think you could if you can do that with your own art and it doesn't have to be with every single it doesn't even have, you know, have to be the macro level. I mean it could. It could be your whole life and you just being out there with it and just, you know, sharing it and and, and uh, but it could be with situational, it could be something that you've experienced and you just wanna help share that process with everybody. That's interesting. That kind of speaks to me, I think. I don't know if it speaks to you guys, but it speaks to me. Is using your art to help other people. Even if it's something maybe not as drastic. Maybe it's not sad experience. Maybe it's a happy experience. And you want to share that with them. And that would resonate with people as well. Uh, like Finding Love. Aren't There are a lot of love songs about that. But how often do you put that into your own art? You get what I'm saying? Like how many... We Okay, my boy uh, Rafael Gomez is going to really appreciate that I talk about this. There's a song, you guys all know it. It is uh, the Pina Colada song, right? If you like Pina Colada, right? That song. Uh, it's called Escape. It's, that's the actual title of the song. Everybody's heard that song. I remember, I mean, he just showed it to me this past, like like four days ago. And he asked me if I ever actually listened to the lyrics. And I was like, I don't actually know what that song's about. I mean, I thought it was about people drinking pina coladas somewhere um, and getting caught on the rain or something. But that's not what it's about. It's so much deeper. Here's your assignment. Listen to that song. Like, actually listen to the lyrics. Okay? Think about what that the songwriter must have been thinking about And see if it resonates with you, okay? Just see if it resonates with you at all. If it does, then that writer, that songwriter, and the singer, composer, all that stuff, did something very special and, you know, did something real and reached all of you on a micro level, right? So it's not big picture type stuff. It's situational. And... They might, might have sparked an idea or solved a problem for you or brought clarity to you. I'm gonna tell you right now, I love that frick. I I mean, I hear that song sometimes so much, so many times in bars and other places, and I can hear people like singing along to it. And I'm like, okay, yeah. Now that I think about it, I'm like, those people have no idea what they're singing to. Because if they did, they would definitely have a deeper appreciation for that song. Because I certainly do. So. Uh, that, I think that's a great way to wrap up this particular episode of the podcast, which is, I believe episode eight. So, uh, yeah. So think about how you consume art. Think about how you create it. Are you doing it for yourself? Are you trying to help other people? And if you want to help other people, I think a great way to do that is by being real about your story or about your situation and use your art to communicate that some way or somehow. And you will be amazed how you are able to touch people. And you'll be amazed at how your artwork will just go. It will go. Art that has meaning, like real meaning that's from a real place and a real thing, I think goes a lot better than... I hate to say it because I'm a pop artist. (laughs) It goes harder than pop art. I just do. Now, don't get me wrong. Pop art... You might hit the right chord with somebody They're like, oh my god, my dad loved Willie Nelson He passed away recently, I kind of buy that painting Makes sense, right? Or it's tied to some moment in their lives But a lot of pop art isn't It's just popular, right? It's pop culture But if you do it something with emotion That's something that's based off of something that's real Ooh, my goodness You will go Lemonade album on people Oh my goodness, that is interesting Or you'll go Pina Colada song Sorry, Escape, but nobody knows it by that song, by that title. You will go that way on people with your artwork or whatever it is that you're doing. Even if you're not an artist creating, maybe you're starting a business, you know, or maybe you want to be, um, you know, maybe you want to get on, um, you want to be some sort of coach, right? You know, life coach or something, whatever you're teaching yoga. It doesn't matter. If you add some element of reality to it, I think it'll go. I really do. So anyway, that's wrapping up this episode. Uh, I want to thank you guys for listening and stopping in. just a few of you that have listened. Uh, And uh, if you have any questions, you know, I've been not really active on the social media for the Small Town Artist Podcast because uh, it's exhausting, man. I would rather just do these podcasts, put them out there. And if you got questions, just text me. You know, or hit me up on my social because it is so exhausting to have to go and update everything and I get it. It's all about consistent and hard work, but I got some other stuff going on right now that it's better just for me to use this as kind of a way to reach you guys on a different medium. You can hear me talk and um, and that's that. And if you guys have any questions, you can just text me 340, sorry, three two five three four zero nine seven four two is my cell phone. Just text me something um, and, or say what's up. Thanks for the podcast or something, whatever. Um, and yeah, so go listen to that song. It's called Escape or the Pini Colada song, and you will be surprised. Appreciate Raphael for doing that. Thanks, buddy, for recommending that. Incredible song, incredible insight, and I will check you guys on the next episode.